Yesterday is history. Tomorrow is a mystery. Today is a gift of God, which is why we call it the present. Hello and welcome to episode 45 of Under the Call of MS. Today is the fun one. Sunday comics time. That was a little quote by Bill Keen. Start us off with because we are going to be talking about starting with the family circus and I have a cookie book. Uh, today is pretty heavy handed on the comics and stuff. So I got some extra little bonus stuff in there. So it's going to be light on the whole MS thing. So I'll try and throw some things in there. Make it work out a little bit for the MS part, but we will see. Okay. The first one, we got Billy standing in the shop garage area, holding a garden shears, and his brother's crying, going to his mom. It says, Billy says the doctor will use head shears like daddy's to take my tonsils out. Uh, brotherly love torture is always fun. <laughs> I was the younger one, so I'm the one that went through more torture. But pay him back as the years go on. All right. Yeah. The kids in the kitchen, dad reading the paper, and one kid in the hospital bed getting ready to get some stuff, some seltzers, some ice cream, stuff like that, and kids are talk. the other kids are talking, it says, that's Jeff, Jeffy's luck, he's lying around getting all the popsicles he wants and sodas and watching TV, the bonus of getting your tonsils out, and get all the wonderful sweets, let's kick back, I, I actually never had my tonsils out, I just heard about everybody getting them done. All right, next panel, you got Jeffy running out the hospital door. Word blew and above his head that says bye, as his mom and the nurses are in the middle of the hallway, standing there staring at the doorway. And it says, we're going home now, Jeffy. Say goodbye to the nurses and what? It's like, before she got sentenced out, he was out the door and headed for home. Enough of this doctor shit we can all agree with. Get in and out of there as fast as possible. All right. Yeah. The daughter and the dad. Daughter's just doing some paper clipping in the living room while he's reading his newspaper. And it says, I have to cut out pictures of a P sound. Does Piskitty begin with a B or a P? So many kids use that piscitty instead of spaghetti. And the next one, we got grandma with the kids sitting at the kitchen table eating. Dog laying in the background. Mom in the kitchen making coffee. And says, one of the kids says, if you find any hairs in the food, grandma, don't worry about it. They're just Barfies or Sam's. I suppose the cat's back there, too. 
little cat hair. We get a short-haired dog and a short-haired cat, and for some reason they shed more than the long-haired ones did. All right. Yeah. Ma opening the door. The dog and two boys coming in the door. Says, we didn't hear you those first two times you called. Of course, we never heard Ma, Ma yelling for us. We'd sit there and milk it as long as we could until we got in lots of trouble. Next one, he got one of the boys on the telephone at the principal's office. Says, Mommy, did you find a note in my pocket about an about appointment you have with my teacher at 3 o'clock? <laughs> we were never good at giving our notes off to the... <laughs> because we knew we were just getting in trouble anyways. Hey, this one cracked me up. It's not politically correct these days. <laughs> but uh get two boys, one's coloring in the coloring book, the other one's watching them, and the one watching them says, Daddy, will you tell PJ to stay inside the lines if he doesn't want to get hit? <laughs> yeah, younger brothers always screwing up your stuff. All right. This one, my pa in front of the car, driving down the road. Kids in the back, it's like they're going on a trip or something. It says one of the kids says, "Why do you? Why do the steep hills in the road ahead always flatten out when we start to climb them?" I remember when I was a kid, I used to dream about a device where I could just click a button and make hills instead of going up go down and stuff like that so when you're bicycling you can run have to climb the hills <laughs> thing our little dreams we had when we were children all right we got the girl and the youngest boy in the kitchen and mom coming around the corner and the girl says pj pj drank the dribbles of coffee out of your cup Will that stump his growth? <laughs> no, but it'll wire him. I'd be crazy the rest of the day. All right, we got Ma with the kids at a swimming pool going past the lifeguard. One of the boys says, hey, mister, isn't my mommy pretty in her new bathing suit? Trying to pawn his mom off. <laughs> All right. Sitting in the woods in their car, it's downpouring rain around them. My kid says, Hooray, we're here. Let's make a fire, Daddy, and put up the tent. He's just looking out the window like, What the hell are we doing here? All right, you got the family still in the car, except for Ma. She sees a note. So she goes up and looks at it with her umbrella in the rain. And it says, remember, only you can prevent forest fires. Or the downpouring rain can, too. All right, everybody's sleeping out in their sleeping bags. For some reason, outside a tent, not inside a tent. They're all sleeping out in the open. The animals are sleeping on top of them. And I guess... Both their animals are dogs. I thought one was a dog, one was a cat. Ma's cooking in the background. Dad's talking to the kids that are sleeping. 
and it says, wake up, everybody. Dinner's finally ready. <laughs> Using those wonderful little camp stoves, trying to get everything going. All right, you got my and pa sleeping, looking all tired. He's looking at his watch. And it says, is it almost morning? She says, nope, it's 10 past nine. Seems to take forever to get that over with. And yet, ah, uh, now just within this weekend, basically grew a beard. He's all wore out, has a bunch of firewood in his arms, his axe, his cooler. Kids got a few of their things, fishing rods and stuff. Dog's got a stick. Ah, uh, looks like she's working on the tent and stuff, and. One of the boys says, aren't you glad you're not working this week, Daddy? I think he'd rather be at work. It would have been a lot less struggle. All right. And then you got kids back home in the living room. Ma's putting all the stuff away. Dad's bringing stuff out of the car. One of the boys says, can we sleep outside in the backyard tonight? <laughs> Right. Final one for this book is one boy sleeping in bed. They're trying to sleep in bed. Ma comes in the room and he says, I can't sleep because the bed's too soft and I can't hear the frogs and crickets and all that stuff. So, yeah, when you're young, you love the camping, you want to do a bunch of it. And when you get older, you realize. Yeah, instead of sleeping on the ground, I'll sleep in a hotel or something like that. It's like, I always laugh at my friends that are all excited to go camping and they get all their stuff together and they spend a, basically a day's time setting up and tearing down and doing all that stuff, getting all prepared and stuff, and then going out and they come back and they look more tired than they are when they went. It's like, no, I lived on the streets for a couple of years of my life. And in, in my van and stuff like that, I've done enough camping to <laughs> not have to have that urge anymore. So if I'm going to camp, I'm going to go to a hotel. So, yeah, I'm not laying in the woods in a tent, letting my body freeze up from all the moist weather and all that crap all night long. So, yeah, you can have that. All right, I picked up a free newspaper in some in one of nearby towns when me and the wife went uh, looking around for some good fall colors and some cemetery pictures with the changing into colors with the trees and everything. Wisconsin, we get all the different colors, which is nice. But we didn't have too much luck. Stuff was still mostly yellow, so. I have to go back out again in the next in this next week. But uh, they had a two part section in this paper called Best of Remind Magazine. The past is a blast. Remind magazine offers fresh takes on popular entertainment from days gone by. Each is issue has dozens of brain teasing puzzles, trivia quizzes, classic comics, and monthly theme features from the nineteen fifties to the nineteen nineties. I don't know if they just went out of print at the 90s or what. 
was very interesting. They had tons of stuff in there. They had a thing about the mob, uh, different mob museums, all kinds of mob movies and stuff. They had a mummy section talking about the classic Universal era where you had the the mummy, Dracula, Frankenstein, all those classic movies from Universal, and then other movies like The Mummy's Hand, The Mummy's Tomb from 1942, The Mummy's Ghost from 44, The Mummy's Curse from 1944, The Curse of the Mummy's Tomb in 64, The Mummy's Shroud in 67, The Blood from the Mummy's Tomb in 71, you get the new mummy movies came out, which are great. Of course, The Mummy is the most famous for appearing in major movies covered in that, like I was mentioning. But the monster has also shambled throughout lesser-known movies and other pop culture. Bad Monster Party from 1967. Rankin and Bass are generally associated with their classic stop-motion animation, Christmas specials, but they also produced this similarly animated musical comedy feature film that might be better suited for Halloween viewing. Classic monsters like Dracula, Gilman, and the Invisible Man are all on hand, as is, of course, The Mummy. While the film features notable voice work from Boris Karloff and Phyllis Diller, The Mummy remains silent. And Scooby-Doo, Where Are You?, which is one of the best comics out, cartoons out there, 1969-70, mummies have turned up as the baddies in several of the various incarnations of the classic animated Scooby-Doo franchise. First time was early on in the first series when the cowardly Great Dane and his mystery-solving pals faced off with the mummy of Anka. Yeah, the groovy ghoulies from 70s. This Saturday morning cartoon from Filmation was set in the same universe as Archie Comics and focused on the friendly but monstrous inhabitants of the castle headed by Drac the Vampire. Among the inhabitants was Mummy, who occasionally hosted the Mummy's wrap-up newscast. Two other Mummy characters were also featured on the show, Tiny Tomb and Mama Casket, both of whom were members of the band The Mummies and the Puppies. You had the Fruity Yummy Mummy Cereal, which General Mills had a lineup of monster cereals, which we know mostly for Frankenberry, Cone Chocula, and Booberry, which I, every year I get my Booberry for October. I don't care. I got to have my Booberry. But I only do one box now <laughs> and milk it out. But there used to also be a couple of lesser known cereals, the werewolf themed. Fruit Brute and the Mummy themed Fruity Yummy Mummy. I have never heard. Well, Fruity Yummy Mummy kind of looks familiar, but definitely don't remember Fruit Brute. Yeah, other classics. Uh, they have tons of crossword puzzles in here, which is nice because there's some like two TV superheroes of the 70s and stuff. Uh, yeah. Look back to so what was on a newsstand different years. Mad Magazine publishes its very first issue in 1952. Uh, time capsule stuff. 
tons of top news and politics and pop culture, everything from back in the days, earlier years. You can look and see what sports were big. The like the Super Bowl one champions were in 1966 was the Green Bay Packers. Uh, popular toys in 1952, you had your Tonka trunks, Lionel trains, Lincoln logs. Going to 66, you get into G.I. Joe. Action figures, Easy Bake Oven, Chatty Cathy, 72, you get into Fisher Price Play Farm, Uno, Big Wheel, Weevils. Big Wheel was awesome. We used to have a friend that had one of those, and we their driveway was nice and steep, so we beat that thing up on that. Yeah. It's just interesting to look back at all the different things from our past. Lost in Space, Jetsons, lots of sci-fi monsters and stuff. Yeah, a couple comics from back in the past. Yeah. Andy, of course. Got two girls talking. Blondie and her friend. Her friend says, when Herbert has the hick, hick coughs, he hangs by his knees. Blondie says, I'll tell Dagwood about it. It won't hurt to try it, says to Dagwood. Dagwood's hanging upside down. On their curtain rack, which I don't think that's going to really support him. And he goes and talks to his neighbor because that's not working. His neighbor says, try rolling your father over a barrel, Alexander. That's my cure for hiccups. Don't call them hiccups back in 1963. It was hiccups. And Dagwood's son says, thanks, Mr. Grank. We'll try it. And so he rolls his dad back and forth over a big wine barrel. Be, ba- be brave, Pop. And another neighbor says, bend him over a chair and drip vinegar in his mouth. And the lady says, have him hold his head in a bucket of water for 10 minutes. And he says, everybody has a different cure for hiccoughs. Dripping vinegar into his mouth as the dog holding him upside down in a chair. And she says, just five more minutes, dear, as he's hiccuping in with his head in a bucket of water. And neighbor kids show up. They say, if you hit him over the head with a wet mop, the surprise will stop his hiccups. Really? Dagwood's daughter smacks him in the back of the head and says, I'm just doing this because I love you, Daddy. And then, yeah, Ma at the beauty salon getting her hair done. She says, when everything goes wrong around the house, there's nothing like a new hairdo to cheer a woman. And lady says, we'll try a new high one. Uh, she gets it done, high hairdo, and she comes walking in the house and says, how do you like it? And Dagwood just burst out in scared excitement from what he sees. And then he's sitting in his chair and he says, well, anyway... It cured my hiccups. Uh, yeah. So you got high and Lois here. Guy and his wife and all the kids are going in the car. The guy says, what a day for a drive in the country. 
A kid says, will we see any farms? Another one says, will we see cows and horses? He says, that depends. And he said, sitting in traffic stuck. Kids are like, will we ever get out of this traffic? And the wife says, stop the car. Hi, that farmer has eggs for sale. He says, do they, do you think they really are fresh? And she says, let's take three dozen, hi. And how about some dressed chicken? Oh, the kids don't care for chicken. Would you like to see my quilts, ma'am? One of the ladies says. And the farmer takes a box of little chicks and shows it to the kids. And he says, would you like to see some baby chickens? They're like, wow, can we have some? And he says, he goes back to High and Lois and says, your kids want those chickens. And High says, okay, put them in the car, thinking that they're dressed chickens. For eating. Then they get home and High's carrying the bag of groceries and says, you get your toys and things out of the car. And High and Lois are laying in bed. He's setting the alarm clock. She says, set the alarm so we can get up in time to have a nice breakfast. He says, yeah, that farmer guaranteed me those eggs were fresh. All of a sudden, she screams. He says, fresh? Bah, you can't trust anybody anymore. As all the little chicks are climbing into their bed and all over the place. And next one is etiquette, which I never heard. Oh, that high and lowest is from 1957. This one's from 1959. She says, hi, as some kids are coming in, some teenagers, they've got hands full of records, and they say, we brought our records. Look, newies, spin them while they're hot. And they're playing records, and kids are saying, cool, merely the greatest. It's the, and then the couple's in thing, trying to cover their ears, and she says, it's the Needle Nuts Club. Don't you wish you were in your, Nice soundproof office. And she, kids are going on and on saying, spin smoldering again. It's my favorite. It knocks me out too. Intermission, dad, we're cutting for the library. He's like, the library? Well, what do you know? Books. Next screen, you see him at the record library. Yeah, there's some fun comics from back in the day. Yes. Had a variety of tons of just different TV and entertainment stuff from all the different years. Uh, had your year's best films, which include the, of course, Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back, uh, Blues Brothers, you got Caddyshack, you got 40th Anniversary of Pac-Man video games, ACDC bringing out the Back in Black record, and there's just so much stuff. You can look at the cost of living back then and stuff. I love how the median yearly income for all families is $21,000 20, and 23 back in 1980. It's like, I live off half that right now. So it's like, I don't know where the cost of living has changed over the years. Yeah, this is a fun Look Back magazine. Tons of great little things to look at. Uh, and we're running out of time pretty quick, so I better hit some of the Sunday papers that I had. Like I said, we're going to be lacking on 
MS stuff on this episode. So, all right, we got four better or worse. Ladies brushing her teeth, doing her hair, doing her makeup, all that stuff, looking in the mirror, kisses the kid, hops in her car, takes off. And there's a word blue and it says, somehow I don't think I'm getting out enough as she's getting out of her car and throwing her garbage away at the dog. All dressed up just for that. Hey, right, baby blues. Guys, reading a book to his son, he says, one more ought to do it. There was an old woman who lived in a shoe. She had so many children, she didn't know what to do. Gave them some broth without any bread and whipped them all soundly and put them to bed. Ren can't seem to fi- fall asleep, his wife says. He's like, weird. <laughs> Kids all stressed out. <laughs> Heard about a woman beating the kids and throwing them in bed. All right, we got another blondie here. Daywood and his boss. His boss says, my boy, this is one terrific report. Thanks, boss. Listen, I know that I get a little loud and excited now and then. I don't know. Maybe that's just my way of expressing myself sometimes. Don't take it personal. As far as I'm concerned, you have a job for the, for life at the J.C. Dithers and Company. Now get back to work and write some more of these terrific reports. They would go a job for my entire life at J.C. Dithers and Company? Oh, no. <laughs> Careful what you wish for. All right, let's hit some COVID stuff here. We got Dilbert. Dilbert and his fellow co-worker all masked up. His fellow co-worker says, social distancing has been a great upgrade to my life. In the old days, women avoided me by at least 10 feet. Now I often get within seven. I think it's better. I'm, I think it's because I'm better looking with most of my face covered. Especially if I wear a hat and glasses. And I learned that women will talk to me if I walk the wrong way down a grocery aisle. They're usually complaining, but at least they're making eye contact. It's sort of a golden age for people like me. Yeah, it's the Lockhorns. The wife talking to Plumber and... Husband's working on the sink. She says, thank goodness you're here. I have two annoying drips in the bathroom. Next one, husband's looking at the wife. She's reading a book, sitting on her chair, and she says, I'm only halfway through. So far, we're batting a thousand. And the the, the book is called What Couples Fight About. All right, you got Two couple, the couple in bed. Wife's got a face mask on. He says, "I remember when all others paled next to you." Hey, I got a Bizarro here. Got two cavemen, oh, a caveman and a cave woman sitting in a cave, and a fish walks in with four legs. They're sitting around the fire, and he says, "Sorry, I'm late. Did I miss anything?" <laughs> All right, we're going back to Family Circus again. Got a bunch of, well, you got two of the boys sitting on top of a hill of rocks and trees and a bunch of little kids 
spirits that are just climbing all the rocks and stuff. One boy says, bet you we're the, we're the first kids ever to climb up here, Jeffy. Jeffy says, yep. What's that? Did you hear something? See all the little children from all the years that climbed up on the hill. All right, pickles. Yet the two older couples sitting on the couch. They're playing with their feet, their bare feet together. And it says noodle, noodle by their feet. And she says, remember when you used to play footsie with me, Earl? She's got a big explanation. Exclamation mark above her head as he's reading the paper. She just turns and says, Hoof. And then all of a sudden the dog starts licking her feet. She says, forget it. You had your chance. <laughs> Thinking that he's the one. Playing footsie with her, but it's a dog. All right, Foxtrot. You got some drawing artwork of burritos. It's a foot with the toes wrapped in burrito shells. You got Buratoga, which is a guy wrapped with a burrito shell around himself like a toga. You got a Buratotara. Truck, which is a tow truck wrapped in a burrito shell. You got a burrito tool, tool burrito toll booth, which is a toll booth wrapped in a burrito shell. You got a burrito Toblerone, which is a Toblerone candy bar wrapped in a shell. And burrito toro, which is a toro toy wrapped in a shell. Sister says to her brother, you can always spot the work of a starving artist. He says, Mom, can you call Peter? He was supposed to be back with the with lunch over an hour ago. All right, we're running out of time. I'm gonna have to cut this off. Anything else I have left, I'll throw in the next week. Sorry about no no real MS talk on this episode.